Dante Greco. Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. Look at that hair. Look at that face. Dante Greco. Dante, let's meet yours truly. I'm going to come. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dante Greco Show. It's our Golden Gloves 2023 recap. I'm here with my lovely, beautiful, talented girlfriend, Evie Montavelli. Please subscribe to her channel if you haven't already. Great for tech stuff, uh, reviews, beauty, fitness, all of that. Sorry for the delay. We were supposed to get started about an hour ago, but the, the awards went on so long that we got delayed as well. Anyways... That's let's just, right. Let's just get right into it, babe. We sat through the whole thing. Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I mean, I've never seen so many speeches take so long. Like every <laughs> speech, not just every speech, every speech, every introduction of an awards category just went on and, and on and on. And on. Everybody want to have that camera time. And also I had the feeling that. Uh, for example, like a lot of the speeches that took longer were people that people didn't really care that much or you don't know who they really are. So it was kind of surprising. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, that's how it always is, except this time it was a mix of the people that you do care about and the people you don't care about. Just yes. droning mix. on and on. On and on and over again. And the presenters were trying to do like this, this, the introduction. I, I think like I almost like disconnected in the beginning when the, the jokes in the beginning didn't really fetch me in the beginning. Yeah. Listen. I like Jennifer Coolidge a lot. Oh my God! But we're we're gonna talk about you know the her awards uh, uh moment later. But like early on when she presented an award, I was sitting there thinking like, do they even have any writers for the show this year? She just seems like she's winging it, and not just her. Gerard Carmichael, who I'm gonna get to in a second, I want to talk about the monologue, the host of the show. I felt like there were no writers. Like everyone was just kind of winging it, doing what they thought was funny, and. Like I said, I love Jennifer Coolidge, but yeah. like that act can get tiresome pretty quickly. You need to keep it short and sweet. So yeah. I felt like she went on for like five minutes just to introduce an award. She was like talking about like being invited to barbecues and she kind of went off, but it's part of her brand. And honestly, I was all for it. When I, when I saw her there on the stage like to present, I was just like, I'm here for Jennifer. She's going to like say something that's completely off. We know it's like in her, in her personality to do that. Yeah. So she was the show and her acceptance speech also was amazing. It we'll, was so good. We'll get there. We'll get to that. But like, no, she was good, but like she needs a writer and an editor. Like where's Bruce Valanche? Where's her Rachel? Where human resource? Oh, what is it? Human resources. No, what is the name of the people that do it? Publicist. Publicist. No, no, not Publicist. just We need comedy writers for the show. Okay. Like if Ricky Gervais doesn't want to host, Bring him back as a writer. Bring all these people back as writers because this show needed writing. It needed punching up. There I don't was no think there was no writing this one... time. There was no writing this no, time. That's what I'm sure there was, but like almost every bit fell flat. Yes. Literally from the monologue on down, every bit fell flat. There were only one or two bright moments, which we'll get to. But first, let's talk about the monologue. Okay, the monologue. So, you know, my opinion is it was the worst monologue I've ever seen. Now, <laughs> I understand what Gerard Carmichael was trying to do. And I understand why he had to do it. Listen, the Golden Globes need to be penalized. They need to be punished and reprimanded publicly for their issue of not awarding enough people of color. But like, don't punish the audience. We we're not part enough. Of, yeah, yeah, we're not part of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. I don't want to be bored out of my fucking mind watching this monologue where you chastise. The, this should have been delivered pre 
telecast this monologue. Exactly. Right? It was so awkward. I was just like, I don't know. That feels like so last year. Let's move forward. No, it's just, it's just like we, the audience, didn't do this. Like, if you're trying to get people to tune back in to this joke of an award show, why would you put out a monologue that's just like him walking around? And I know that might be he's, his. No, act. he sit down. No, he sit down on the yeah. stairs. He so sits down on the stage at one point. Like I know. I, I, can you stand up? Like, do you go to the gym? <laughs> it might be his persona and whatever. I'm not too familiar with his comedy, but like, it doesn't play well for a show like this. Like, if we're tuning in, we want to be entertained. Yeah, I know. The Hollywood Foreign Press had to do a lot of work. And by the way, they did tonight. Okay, they they went for it and they gave out a lot of awards to people that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association probably wouldn't have given awards to. And not undeservedly, by the way, but like they really swung for the fences tonight, which was good. But like enter it's supposed to be an entertaining show. No one is going to tune in yeah, to see people like complaining. a boring monologue about how shitty a job this was and like you didn't want to do it. And it's like it wasn't it just wasn't funny. And the writing wasn't good. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was not a good joke. It was awkward. I get it, though. I mean, I know. Like I said, it had to happen. It had to happen. But, like, you know, do it before the show. Okay? I I, I took, uh, like, notes in my phone because it's a long award show. There's no way I was going to remember everything. Same with you, right? Yeah, I took some notes, too. So we're just going to kind of go through our notes as the awards happened um, and, and, and talk about. Uh, so uh, the best supporting actor in uh, of any film. Now they make a whole big point. They're not like best supporting actor, comedy, drama. They're like, of any film. Ever. Okay, got it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, calm down. I was happy to see it was the uh, Ki Kwan. Uh, shoot, I didn't write down his whole name because it happened so quickly. But the guy who was in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom as a kid. And I was a fan of that film growing up. I did not recognize when he said he worked with Spielberg. I was just like... I don't know who you are. Yeah. Well, no, it was so awkward. I mean, listen, it, it was 1986. I mean, that was 10 years before we were born. Yeah. But I don't remember that. But um, <laughs> I was a fan of the movie when it came out. And then when I realized I put two and two together, like, oh, that's why he's thanking Spielberg. Oh, I got it. I was actually very happy for him. I'm glad that he took a long time up on that stage because it, like I said, it's been 36 years since he's been involved in anything at this level. I so think it was way too much it. time because I was like, I don't know who the heck you are. Just like let Brad Pitt go there. Yeah, well, I mean, Brad Pitt never got a chance, but it was, you know, and he started it all. He started off shame. the night with, shame. with the whole thing of like, you know what? We're not, we don't care if you're playing us off. We're just going to keep talking, which was refreshing in some respects because it is about the awards. Um, yeah, it was a little long, but, you know, good for him. So I was, I was happy to see him win. Um, I, I said this about Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge already. She's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Needed a writer. <laughs> redeemed herself later on in the show, which, of course, we will get to. Oh, my God. Uh, she's funny, though. It's a character. I think she's playing a character of herself. I know, but that's a problem. I think she's playing a character herself that was written for SNL, and she fell in love with it, and she just, like, kept it. Yeah, I know. She's like Jack Nicholson or John Wayne. Like, she has this peculiar way of talking, which is very funny. Oh, really? Yeah, she comes out, hello. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. Those, those Italians. 
They're, they're too, trying to kill me. Told me just to wear Crocs, <laughs> which is funny, but like tighten it up a little bit. Just tighten it up a little bit. You need somebody to watch. It. It I love. I love. Like, let her speak. Trim, Give trim. her ten minutes. Trim. No, that's the problem. Because, like I said, it can get tiresome. It can overstay its welcome, and you don't want Jennifer Coolidge to overstay its welcome because you don't want to be sitting there like fucking get Jennifer Coolidge off the fucking stage already. You like Jennifer Coolidge. I like Jennifer. Coolidge. We like her, but like keep her in. The right amount. Okay, moving um, forward. Jeremy Allen White won for the bear. He was the main guy on the oh bear. Oh, my God. I was so happy that he won. We all said, yes, chef, when he won. <laughs> <laughs> if you love that one, leave a comment down below. Listen, just like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah, wait, wait. Like Jamie Lee Curtis. By this <laughs> point in the evening, we've had a few. If you saw the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. I'll get to it so later. This is my first cup of the night. <laughs> Hey, Justice. What's up, Justice Jane? Hello. Thank you for <laughs> tuning in. Hello, hello. Um, so, you know, The Bear okay. was a good show. The Bear. You should watch it. It's it was like amazing. stressful. It's tense. Uh, if you know He's any amazing. chefs in your life, it'll really annoy them if you'd be like, have you seen The Bear? Like oh, yeah. my friend Dylan, I'm like, dude, he's not have a chef anymore. He's an engineer now. Was it like your real life when you were in a kitchen? Yes. No, no, chef. no. But, but let's talk about the, like how great of an actor he is. So we we, 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 we turn on that show and I didn't know how it was going to be. I was, was like, is it going to be another cheesy show? Yeah. Is it just going to be not that great? And uh, he was so good. He reminds me of like young Al Pacino or young Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah. Oh my God. He has such a vibe and he's so intense. Like I was just thinking when I was watching, remember what I was telling him? I was like, babe, this guy's going to win a golden globe. Cause like he's so intense. It looks like he probably stays in character the entire, he looks like the, the like a method actor. Yeah. He looks like, it. I don't know if he is, but he gives me vibes that he is. Uh, he, I wish he had thrown in a yes chef when he won, but he didn't. But yes yeah, chef is from the other movie. It's from the movie. I know. <laughs> well, then they made a whole movie about Yes Chef called The Menu, where like half the script is Yes Chef. Are you two married? Uh, could be very soon. Maybe by the Oscars. Who knows? Um, okay. My next note was enough with the swearing and the bleeping. So like it became a thing. Everyone got up there and like accidentally swore. Like, oh, what happens when they swore? What is the problem? What and happens? Then, Do they well, pay money or well, what happens? I mean, at this we point, we all know what they're saying. Yeah, it's 2023. <laughs> Nothing will happen. Maybe 10 people will write into the FCC who still even remember how to that the FCC exists to complain about oh swearing. Oh my god! It's at night. The who kids cares? are either in bed or let them sit and hear a couple fucking swear. Who gives a fuck? Let them swear. But also to the celebs, stop swearing so much because you know that the censors are you're so hypocritical. Or you just swear like for well, like no. a minute straight now. I'm speaking, what is that? Well, this is a live YouTube show. There's no rules here. I'm okay. speaking to both the networks and the celebs. I don't hey, care about swearing. Let the swearing happen. I think it, it was it was funny actually to see the blipping times. I was no, just like, I know exactly what they're saying. Everybody knows. You can read the lip when they say. It and becomes, everybody knows what it means. It becomes a thing where everyone gets up like, oh, now it's my turn to be like, shit. And then the censors bleep it. And it's like they don't even bleep it. I wish they actually bleeped it because it would still have the effect. But they just blank out the sound. And then you're like, huh? I'm cool with that. Keep swearing, TV go out? You know, it's raining here in L.A. The, the power has been flickering in and out all day long. I kept thinking the power was going out. Moving so, forward. Just cut the swearing. It's not cool. One or two people could swear. Just Dante. Everybody else. Nobody else. Everybody else. <laughs> calling the kettlebell. Exactly. If there's one thing that is you're going to get on this show, it's hypocrisy. Okay. 
uh a year ago i was having to cover pre and post awards parties oh yeah that was just a thought if anyone doesn't know i was a tmz camera guy for like 10 years and so last dun, year dun, dun. at this time i was outside of the restaurants trying to get interviews with people and all that stuff believe me my year has been a lot less stressful i didn't even know the golden globes were happening until like three hours ago like right before <laughs> they started i said holy shit the golden globes are on tonight i was like working on my computer and he's like oh golden globes in three hours we're yeah. gonna have to do something special for it yeah and i was just like okay i would be out right now freezing my ass <laughs> off trying to get jeremy allen white to be like Yes, chef. Okay, enough with the yes, chef. A yes, chef. It's, it's turning into like the swearing of the award shows. Stop. Let's stop we, it. We, we had enough already here in this channel. Um, I thought it was. I felt bad for Quinta Brunson because she got slowed down when she walked to accept her first award, and like, they, who is that one? She's for uh, Abbott Elementary. She won at the. They won at the end of the night, but she won earlier in the night. I think you you weren't here, and and so she has to walk by like every single celebrity. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. I saw and like it. I saw Henry it. Winkler is stopping her for some reason, and everyone's Henry stopping Winkler. her. You want to get a big hug of her little band, Golden Globes, and the band <laughs> it like has to keep playing so that there's enough time, enough it. music for her to walk. It's like listen, it was awkward. Just don't. I was watching from my phone. Yeah, only stop the person if you work know on them. the show. Talk yeah. to them after, after. the show. Like, yeah, like, I hate when people do that too. I'm like, it, it, let them pass, let them go. And for women, it's so much harder because we're wearing high heels. I can't imagine those ladies like going up and you're like, oh my God, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. And you have to go and you have to smile and you have to pull your boobs up. I saw her like pulling her shirt all the time. So uh, keeping everything together and just keep going and people keep stopping you in the middle of the way. I'm, I'm like, oh my God, it's so stressful as a woman. I was watching, yeah. I was having a panic attack. Yeah, just, you know, let her go, okay? It's fine. Um, Here, Winkler, keeps your hands to yourself. Okay, so you were very excited when Colin Farrell won. I mean, I, I, I just think like he's a great movie star. I just, I oh, look, I'll be honest. I haven't watched that movie at mm. all, but it's like he's just such a good actor. And I, I think like he's a real movie star and he's so classy when he went there to accept it. He tanked Anna de Armas, which is like, she's so beautiful. Oh, she's so amazing. First of all, I was going to say, okay. that was my note, was that it was really nice of Colin to compliment Anna de Armas. He said he cried for overnight for the, 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 the I movie. Also, I, I don't know. The if he, blonde movie. I, it left me wondering, is he single right now? Because that's a great move. If that's what he was doing, to take his acceptance speech and make her the center of attention. I don't think so that's that what he, he did. was like hitting on her afterward. I want to we need to investigate further. <laughs> OK, I think that he was just being nice because uh, Brad Pitt was a was a producer for the movie and he was Brad Pitt was like right in front of him. Yeah. So I was just thinking it's a good move for like partnerships with Brad Pitt to sit to mention the movies that he's working on. That's so I was thinking the angle. business aspect, I was, I was thinking like, ah, oh, call trying to secure that next movie the next move with brad okay i like that angle i like that angle too i giving was brad, just giving bread to brad right and by the way not that anna de Armas is undeserving or anything like she certainly deserved to have but that. can we have a fashion comment about it she's so beautiful so amazing i immediately google after like what dress she was wearing i was thinking probably louis vuitton mm -hmm. and Honestly, the dress didn't do her justice. I yeah. think that she's so beautiful. She could have wear something more risque, more sexy. It looks like the dress was like eating her, but she's so gorgeous. She's so beautiful. Her face, everything. Um, but I wish that she was wearing something more kind of like, I don't know, Margot was wearing. Uh, uh, the other actress that I told you really like her dress. I forgot her name now. What is I, her name? I for, I felt bad for Ana de Armas because... Julia Garner. She Julia wore Garner. like this. They both were wearing Gucci's. Oh, oh my Ozark. God. The pink... 
dresses were so beautiful. And Jen Ortega. Oh, my God. Her dress. Jen Ortega was looking so juicy. That's uh, When she went up, I was thinking Wednesday like. Adams. I was thinking. Yeah. When I say Wednesday. She went up and I was like all those creepy old men from Hollywood were like, what? And I was just like, oh, my God, girl. Keep it together. Keep I it together. Know. She needs an armed guard just to walk through that audience. Uh yeah, I felt bad for Ana de Armas because, like, she seems really nice. Uh, obviously, she's really talented, and she didn't win shit this year. Apparently, everyone hated this blonde movie. About I Marilyn mean, Monroe. it's because we liked it. I mean, we liked that, but I understand some people. They're huge fans of uh, Marilyn Monroe. They thought that she portrayed Marilyn Monroe in a way that's like too sexual, and it was not even about her. It was more well, about no, the, the director. She was too much of a victim in the Marilyn Monroe movie, and people didn't like that. Like, now you gotta be, like, empowered. It's like Marilyn Monroe actually goes in and says, no, I'm not gonna fucking do this, when meanwhile, like, what really happened, happened. Was, was sad. And but I think it was just very, like, it was aggressive, and it was really sad. Like, I remember her childhood scenes also were heartbreaking, where her mom tried to drown her in the bathtub. It was so, but it was so beautiful. I thought that she did a fantastic job and she looks so beautiful as Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, but you know, she put a lot of work into that. You could tell it was a uh, emotionally taxing role and it was sad that she didn't win, but you know, who knows? Maybe she's with Colin Farrell right now. So I, I, I think I don't think so. I think he's doing that for Brett. I think he's like trying to kiss Brett's ass. Like we yeah. want to because he's a producer now. Yeah, that's, good. that's good. another good point. Uh, let's get to Michelle Yeoh. Who won for uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once? I never watched that movie. We never watch it. I haven't seen it yet. One or two. happy for her. I was happy for her because, you know, I was listening to her speech. I thought it was funny how she kind of uh, built on what Colin Farrell did when he was like, turn off that fucking piano, dude. And she was like, shut up. I'll beat your ass. So it was good because I thought, I sat there, I was listening to her speech about arriving in Hollywood and how no one took her seriously because of, because of her ethnicity. And I thought, you know what? It really is commendable. I've been hearing the name Michelle Yeoh for like 25, 30 years to hang around in Hollywood when for a long time and even still today, there aren't that many great roles for Asian people, especially like, older. She's 60 roles. years old. Really good roles. She's in her 60s yeah. and she looks fantastic, by the way. I don't know what skincare routine she's doing, but she definitely should get a Vogue. Uh, what is the name of the one in the bathroom that they kind of do their routine? I want to know all the creams. I want to know all her secrets. And I didn't know she was Miss Malaysia uh, in 1982. That's oh, pretty impressive. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, so I was happy to see her win. I didn't care that she took too long. You know, it's good that the people took too long. Again, she had a lesson and she had a message. And we're all about the message. It's clear. When is actually a good message and not repetitive message. It's clear that nobody. Right? No repetitive message. Yeah. Nobody has any respect for the Golden Globes or for the Hollywood Foreign Press. Nobody cares. A lot of people weren't even in the audience. Like they kept cutting the people, and it's like, who, who's that? They they didn't have the big stars to cut to, uh, and nobody respected the time constraints. Nothing. They knew that the Golden Globes were just like gonna have to bend over backwards, and we're just happy to have anybody there after what they've been through the last few years with being exposed as uh, not. Not uh, awarding people of color enough. Okay, moving on. Guillermo del Toro won. Good guy. Pinocchio. Does a lot of great work. He had that good show, that horror show that just came on uh, on Netflix. I didn't love it. No, there were some good episodes, I thought. I didn't love it. We only watched two episodes, but there were some good episodes. It was like, man, I was just like, Guillermo deserves way more than that. I think that he should have sold his show to HBO. What I like about it. Because I think maybe Netflix didn't do a good job producing. Maybe they were lazy on the budget. I like that Guillermo del Toro, uh, I've only interviewed him a couple times, always a good interview, and I liked that 
during the height of the Me Too movement when all the Weinstein stuff was breaking, the Guillermo del Toro, who's friends with Quentin Tarantino and has dealt with these people, spoke to me about this. Didn't try to be like, oh, I can't talk about that. No, he spoke to me. And so to me, that says a lot about his character. He was willing to go on the record. My, my connection with the uh, things were like figured out what's going to be. Is Weinstein going to be free or is he going to get locked up this time? You know, Del Toro spoke about it. So I, I respect that. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I was just saying the only, only connection I have with Weinstein with, uh, with uh, Del Toro is that I met his uh, one of his uh, um, executive producers or assistants. And he's a, a, a Dean Werner. He's like a new filmmaker, and he cast me for a couple of his horror movies in the That's past. That's great. I love that. You didn't you get invited to by Weinstein or something? <laughs> I I did. Like he did. Like, but you knew to turn it down. I turned it down. I mean, I did not. I thought it was weird because, like, I'll, I'll tell the truth. There's a lot of meetup, actor meetup. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody knows, right? Here in LA, actor meetups are in the Beverly Hills Hotel, right. and they're in the lobby area. And they have sometimes ones like, you know, the underground where they have like all those uh, theaters and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so there's a lot of actor meetup there. Like, so you go meet producers and directors and it's a lot of people. You get a little badge. You got to, you know, get, get, get your headshots with you or cards and you just go there and network. Uh, so it's normal. And I always thought it was kind of odd. You know, I was doing those meetups and one of one of them, I was supposed to meet someone from a big agency or whatever in a hotel. Yeah. And I just was like, I don't know, it was just me and him or is it like a big like I was asking, is this like a big thing together, like with a lot of people? And they said, no, it's just going to be you and him. And I was just like, I'm not doing that. Smart. <laughs> I was like, no way, Jose. You <laughs> would have been doing that whole bullshit like, oh, I got to take a shower. Watch me shower. You know, I. Only when I it, would go on Instagram live and I'd be like, you can take a shower, sir. Like, and I was just like, I was yeah. just like, expose him. I ran into him only once uh, at the, what was the Montage Hotel at the time in Beverly Hills. And I tried to interview him with TMZ and you know, the it's disheveled, lazy I, never saw him in person. I mean, look, he just looks like any husky stubble, you know, old guy who was never good looking. And like, I'm trying to interview him. This was just when they announced that LA might get the Olympics. So I was like, Harvey, do you think you're going to help LA get the Olympic? You know, trying to make something out of nothing. I even started it with like Harvey Weinstein. You're the king of Hollywood. And he's like, whatever. I said, are you even going to, you going to help LA try to get the Olympics? And he's like, I don't know. I live in New York. Meanwhile, he'll probably be dead by the time the Olympics come to LA. So fuck him anyway. But, okay, let's go move to the next topic. Okay. Back to the uh, awards tonight. Back to the Golden Gloves. Austin Butler won for Elvas. Yes. Yeah, ba, boo, da, uh, da, ba, I'm glad boo. that he won because winning the Golden Globe puts him one step closer to being able to drop the accent. If he just gets the Oscar, then he can stop talking like Elvis. It's like I the ultimate. I think, I think like, he sounds like Brad Pitt. No, he's like and trying I to be a method actor. He actually. looks like Brad Pitt a little bit. Like, uh, like, uh, uh, if Brett, like, he's very handsome, both of them. Of course, Brad is better good looking but not as much as you yeah uh but i of course <laughs> but i was just kind of thinking even i will admit that that's not true but yeah go ahead no but i'm just saying like uh i think like he did a great job in the movie i think that he gave all his heart and i do think he sounds like brad pitt on the or, like i don't think he sounds like elvis i think he sounds like brad pitt, brad pitt doesn't have like sounds like woo, woo, woo. Brad pitt doesn't have a memphis accent he every time he gets up there he says oh my god i can't believe that i won this award he's almost like Bill where Clinton. is he from 
He's, I think he's from LA or, or Simi Valley. But I swear to God, I'm going to look this he up. He lost his mom. So then it's just really sad. And I was just thinking like, you know, she should be proud. She's looking from heavens at you and seeing how wonderful you're doing in Hollywood. Yeah, Austin Butler is from Anaheim, California. So unless that's a Disneyland accent, he does not. He, he's faking it, which is fine. You know, he said he worked on the Elvis role for like three years and this was during COVID and he just totally got into it. So like I can see how and he's acknowledged that sometimes he still falls into the Elvis accent. It's OK. But at the same time, like at after the Oscars, you got to let it go. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got to stop talking like this. But I'm glad he won. It was a I was glad for him. He did, he did fantastic. I love that movie, actually. I don't know who, who didn't like it, but I love it. He, he, put, he put a job. lot of work into it. Baz Luhrmann put a lot of work into it. He um, looks good with dark hair, actually. I, I think he looks more classy. Yeah, yeah. He should dye his hair dark. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was nowhere to be seen in this award show. <laughs> like He was one of those guys who said, like, I'm going to have nothing to do with the Golden Gloves. His accent in the Elvis movie was completely overblown when you go back and watch a youtube video of colonel tom parker he sounds like austin butler just like hi all this is elvis and he tom hanks like- in the movie is like he's white he's white oh my god bring him here to me he sounds like that pope benedict that just died <laughs> fuck okay let's go to the next topic all right who else who else is in illness uh, i was gonna say gerard won me back with his shelly miss cabbage joke um, because you know, like I said, I don't feel like the show had much writing, or or maybe this is like some kind of new comedy that I'm not familiar with. Uh, he made a joke about Tom ha- Tom Cruise on Scientology, which I thought was funny and kind of daring, considering how pervasive the influence of Scientology is in Hollywood. Let's listen to it right here. Backstage, I found these. Uh, three Golden Globe Awards that Tom Cruise returned. Uh, By the way, just for context, last year, Tom Cruise, in protest of the Golden Globe, sent back his awards. You know, it was a very powerful moment. <laughs> Look, I'm just the host briefly or whatever, but I have a pitch. I think maybe we take these three things and exchange them for the safe return of Shelly Miskovich. So, Shelly Miskovich is the wife of David Miskovich, who is the head of Scientology. And no one has seen her in public in literally four years, 10 years. Ten. Like, it's a, it's a long time since Shelly oh Miskovich God. or Miscavige, whatever his name is, <gasps> has been seen. And everyone's like, what is she, like a, a slave? Is she being held fugitive? Like, supposedly, some cops did a wellness check on her and came into contact with it but who knows Scientology is in the police force too I like that joke see that was a good joke because it had some balls to it because there's a lot of Scientologists in that room except Will Smith he wasn't there by the way I wish Will Smith was there I wish he had just showed up and acted like nothing happened it would have added some much needed tension to the award show but anyways I like that joke by him. I'll tell the truth. I didn't know what he was talking about. Now yeah. they told me that's the wife from the Scientology. I don't know her name. He a just, lot of people probably didn't know. I was just, I didn't get the joke. I was just like, I thought funny. I thought, I thought it was funny about Tom Cruise, but I didn't know exactly who yeah. she was. And now you told me and I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Last seen in public in 2007. So, Jesus. you know, 
have fun with that. And, still- and we all just like act like, and you know what the funny thing is, I still am like, you know what? Fuck it. Tom Cruise is in it. I'll check it out. So what him and David Miscavige are holding a woman captive for 15 years. Big deal. Oh my God. All right. Okay. Let's keep it moving. Keep it moving. Um, Julia Garner, who you liked her husband's uh no you liked her dress i like her dress from ozark i never see her performance i never see her in anything but i saw her dress and she looked fabulous and she was wearing a gucci dress um there um i thought it was gorgeous yeah let me let me uh add this to the stream if i could Keep talking, babe. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> sorry. No, no, I don't know. I never seen her performing, but I was in love with her dress. I was just thinking, like, I wish I could have that dress. Yeah. Where do I find that dress? It looks so pretty, and it was so gorgeous. There and it is. And I, I think it's a beautiful dress. I think it's a gorgeous dress. It was, she, and but it does not that that picture doesn't give justice because she's covering up with the with the golden glove. But it has like the dazzles and cro- crossing around like the jewelry. The jewelry matches everything. So I thought she was mm-hmm. super fashionable. She was good. I only made the note because initially I thought that her boyfriend was Michael Sarah from Superbad and Arrested Development. Oh, and it was a guy with like shaggy hair and a big porn star mustache oh. and i was just thinking like dude the 70s ended 43 years ago like okay. let, let it go but it turns out to be her husband so who knows what he's up you to. should have picked a different picture that's not giving justice to her dress people are gonna think like, i mean what? honestly that's what she looked like in the dress that's so rude hey listen it is so rude to talk about that about her dress oh we didn't play oh they didn't show the uh i forgot to play the stuff about can people see your screen right now they can see some of it yeah I forgot to play Colin Farrell's hitting on Ana de Armas. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. This is a wild show. Let me play this real quick. And you tell me, is Colin Farrell doing this to hit on Ana de Armas or is it all legitimate and maybe he's hitting on Brad Pitt? Like I'm not, not hitting on Brad Pitt. I think he's just up because this Brad produced her movie. And uh, Anna, I thought you were extraordinary. I cried myself to sleep uh, the well, night I that I saw your film, Blonde. I cried myself to sleep and something to do with the music as well. The play at the moment where the shot opens and you just see her ankles at the edge of the bed. It messed me up so bad. Not a joke, but you're welcome to laugh. Please look at it's not Brad my Pitt. place to say what's appropriate laughter or not in this world. Um, I want to thank Peter Chernin. No, this is no Brad Pitt. No, this is like, this is like whatever Hold project. On. He just wins an, a... a, a a Golden Globe Award, and a Hollywood Foreign Press Academy Award, and then he uses the Anna, I thought you were extraordinary. I cried myself to sleep uh, the night that I saw your film, Blonde. I cried myself to sleep, and something to do with the music as well, the play at the moment where the shot opens, and you just see her ankles at the edge of the bed. It messed me up so bad. Not a joke, but you're welcome to laugh. It's not my place to say what's appropriate laughter or not in this world. Um, I want to thank Peter Chernin. I want to thank... Uh, my quick search, I'm not able to conclusively find out if Colin Farrell is married or if he's got a girlfriend or what. So in my opinion, he was hitting on her, but that's fine. Moving on. I think it was a great movie, though. Oh, it was a great movie. I think he's Blonde, trying to get a new movie. I think he's trying to get a new movie deal with Brad. Brad, I love your movie, dude, when you came in with your sunglasses. Okay, next note that I had, uh, Gerard Carmichael again made kind of a risky joke, in my opinion, about the Fablemans. That's the story of Steven Spielberg's life. And in the movie, 
if you haven't seen it, there is a lot about the anti-Semitism that Steven Spielberg experienced growing up, including some like scenes where the guys are like, say it, say you killed Christ, say it. <laughs> it's, like, it's funny, but I'm sure it happened. Um, so Gerard Carmichael. It's not funny. It's rude. No, no, no. It's rude in real life. And sad. But like the ridiculousness. If, if those guys, kids really said that he to him. He did a like, Kanye West joke. It's 2,000 years I later. Think Kanye West like, is happy that he, he is still, his name is still relevant. They were still talking about him, even though he disappeared. Right? He disappeared? He disappeared. Where is he? Nobody knows. Kim uh, Kardashian said he does, she doesn't know where he is. No, he just, he just popped up in Beverly Hills, actually, the other day. Oh, so he's... he's it's fine. He's around here. He's not like He's in here. some middle Actually, nowhere. Actually, where is he? He was supposed to be here 10 minutes ago. Okay. So Kanye. <laughs> you no, still used to have his phone number. I still have his phone number. I don't know if it works. You guys want to call Kanye? Call Let's it. put it on the chat. No, I like I, I've said before. I feel like if I call from TMZ, he gave me his phone number once. I feel if I call it, it's going to be like the ring where I'm going to die seven days later because I called Kanye West. <laughs> um, Gerard Carmichael makes a joke about the Fablemans where he says, Steven, I brought Kanye to the movie and like he changed his mind. It's all good. And to me, it was risky. A, because it's Spielberg. You know, he's still very powerful. Yes. And B, because like it was kind of like Kanye didn't just have like light anti-Semitism. It wasn't Pretty even heavy. like like now, I guess we could consider Mel Gibson's anti-Semitism light. Kanye literally goes Went on Alex, Alex Jones, Jones and goes, I love Hitler. No, 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 Alex, Alex, let me stop you. Let me correct you. I love it. No, I love him. I like him. I love him. I love him. I like him. So it was a you kind know, of risky. Dante looks like Hitler when he shaves about his mustache. <laughs> you could say that about any white, blonde, or brown brunette, brunette person. No, Dante, like um, when he, like I swear to God, he did a play and he had like his mustache. He looks just like Hitler. And I'm not a fan of that. Um, it was risky because I feel like Spielberg, you know, he's a consummate professional. He's a Hollywood veteran. He's going to smile and laugh. But like sitting there, he's probably like, fuck you. He's probably thinking Making like, a fucking Kanye West joke. This movie's about my life. Yeah, he takes himself so too serious. But thank you for the Jurassic Park. Yeah, so it was risky. We'll see if Gerard works again. Uh, I think you will. That, well, he probably will. Wait, listen, he's a comedian. He doesn't need Spielberg. Balenciaga will take him. <laughs> Um, Ryan Murphy is up next. He got the Ooh. Cecil B. DeMille. No, no, he got the Carol Burnett Award. Cecil B. DeMille was Eddie Murphy later on. He got the Carol Burnett Award. I don't Award. know how you keep those names together because I have no idea. I'm just like, oh, yeah, he got the director one. Oh, he got the actor one. Like, I don't know those names. Like, who, like, well, I don't know. Like, what is the difference? Well, they're, they're all Hollywood legends. I mean, you got to okay. be a Hollywood insider. Like, oh, I am a Hollywood insider. What are you talking about? Anyways, I, I'm a so, so much of an insider that I don't know. So, Ryan Murphy certainly deserved this award. I mean, his career, they played Amazing. clips from all of his stuff. He oh really God. has changed Hollywood in a lot of ways and like produced a lot of great stuff. American Horror Story, how much we love that show. It's, Not the latest one, but the other ones were amazing. It's great. And then in the Watcher. Lang. Yeah, he, oh he's done God. a lot of good stuff. So you got to give it up to him. I liked what he did where he highlighted A, the the uh, the trans 
uh, woman actress first first that trans actress that won last year when it wasn't televised. I like that he did that. I like he gave a shout out to Billy Porter. I like Billy Porter's speech. I liked it when people were honest about the struggle of trying to make it. I love his hold. clothes. His dress, her, his dress was like his uh, suit uh, dress was amazing. The big gown. Oh my god, it was red. It was gorgeous. You know, he was giving me right life. Now, I am writing that right now. Look, I'm writing that. Yeah. No, but he looks so good, and he was so honest, and he struggles being, I liked, you know. He, he and Michelle Yeoh, and then later on, we'll talk about another person who did that, how they talked about, hey, it's hard to hang on in this business. Like, thank you to everybody that gave us some jobs because, like, it's really tough to keep working in this business. So I like Billy Porter's speech. I like what Ryan Murphy did, highlighting all these LGBTQ, uh, I guess you could call them company members because they – participate in so many of his productions uh but what was weird and which later on you pointed something out about i was sitting there the whole time like, i don't remember i was sitting there the whole time like you know i understand what he's doing where he's highlighting the lgbtq oh, yeah, people i know what it is no. but like evan peters is in almost everything he's a that he star. does everything he's not gonna thank evan peters and then Come finally on. he gets to it and he's like and of course evan peters and also that was weird. I noticed that. And I told you. Later on, when Evan Peters won for Dahmer, he didn't hug which him. I have a kind of a perverted theory about, but I'll get to that. Um, he didn't give him a hug. You said, I didn't catch it. I saw it. What did you see? He didn't give him a hug. He didn't give Ryan Murphy a hug. Ryan Murphy a hug. He hugged everybody and he went to get the globe and Ryan Murphy was looking at him. But he thanked Ryan Murphy so much because you have to. Sure. He's your director. He gives you the opportunity. Sure. But he didn't get the sugar. He didn't get the hug. He didn't hug him. Like, he is didn't there, hug him. There's he something going hug. on between Ryan Murphy and Evan Peters. Is there a maybe, tiff? Maybe, a tense, maybe there's a tension. Maybe there's a, I feel a tension. I feel, I felt like there's something going on. I felt like there was like, because he said everybody in the world that he worked with in the past, everybody in, in the world that was like in his shows and directors and producers and people that he brought everyone. And then. And Evan Peters, like, like literally right. like that. And, it, and we are Aquarius people, me and Dante and babe. Um, and Evan Peters is an Aquarius. And just like, I don't want to sound crazy, but like for us, for Aquarius people, I think one of the worst things you can say is say our name last, like better, not, better not even say it. I, I prefer like if I was him, I was just like, just even don't say my name. Pretend you forgot, but say it last. Is right. better than say it at least. So it was horrible. So and then he won Best Actor. Come on, like he's your star. Right. I you mean, should be thanking Dahmer him was... for a very long time. He he did a serial killer for the first American Horror Story. That was amazing. The one they play in a mansion, like in the middle of nowhere here in LA. Dahmer is like like one of the biggest hits Netflix has ever had, and kind of in a way helped Creepy. save Ryan Murphy's Netflix career because a lot of people were sitting there saying, "Hey, Murphy." You know, you you sign this major deal with Netflix and your shows aren't that good. They're not that big or as popular. before as before. Yeah. So Dahmer kind of helped him out. And like we said, only Sarah Paulson could lay claim to like, hey, I've been in everything you've done. Or Jessica Lang. By the way, where was Sarah Paulson tonight? Where is Jessica Lang? She can't show up for Ryan Murphy's. Carol Burnett Award. Of the Maybe Golden she's Rose. stuck at Montecito in the middle of the flood. Like the world is ending today, babe. I was looking at the like the social media. It looks like the world is falling apart. There was a tree. We woke up this morning and outside our window, there was like a, a damn like a pine tree. Pretty big. One of the largest one. 
in the ground in front of our apartment. Like it's the world is falling apart. It's like it's like when That's we right. looked at this. We're morning, not even in Montecito. We're not even in Montecito, but like you look outside the window, it looked like you know, like when you turn on the shower and it's like water, water, water. It was like it looked like you were in a shower. I wish our shower was as strong as the rain right. <laughs> that was outside. I'm trying to double check that Tara Paulson wasn't there. I don't see her. I mean, like you think I don't think she was like, there. Everyone knows when the Golden Globes is coming, except me. But she should know she couldn't make the night free for Montecito. Ryan Murphy. She's probably stuck in her mansion. She's probably something's going on. It's called a helicopter. The rain no. stopped at about noon today. You can get on a helicopter, get your I makeup done so. on the helicopter, and be done. I think here. she didn't have time for her Botox touch up. She wants to get a makeup artist. She was not going to come. She's stuck in Montecito, whatever, and you're making a Marco. And she couldn't come, and and that's why she didn't come. Speaking of, I, I mentioned. I'm her, I'm her publicist. I'm just giving you the reason. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but it was a good speech, well-deserved, and I liked all the people that he did highlight. I just wonder what's going on between him and Evan Peters. Okay. That was tension, guys. Watch the thing and pay attention. And it feels like he's like the star, but he didn't got the recognition that he deserves. And he was pretty – I love his speech, by the way. It was pretty on point. He thanked everybody he had to, and then he was like, goodbye. Yeah. Um, I wrote something down. Oh, yeah. Gerard <laughs> made a Will Smith joke about that. They during the commercial, they presented him with the Rock Hudson masculinity, Rock Hudson, Rock Hudson masculinity in film award or something. Rock Hudson, if you don't remember, because why would you? He died 30 something years ago. He was I don't know what you're talking about in like golden era of Hollywood. He was like a manly man, leading man. OK, and, move then, and hold on. And then. At the end of his life in the early 80s, turns out he's gay and he has AIDS and then he died of AIDS. And so it kind of like everyone's like, what the fuck? We thought Rock Hudson was like some manly man. And like not that gay people can't be manly, but back then that's what people thought. So he makes a Will Smith joke. I didn't think it was that funny, but uh, again, I wish Will Smith just showed up and just was like there. That would have been. By the way, Will Smith joke was Eddie Murphy made a joke about Will Smith. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, though. Um, Anna de Armas should have won. Yeah, Kate Blanchett beat Anna de Armas for Tar. We watched was, Tar. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was kind of long. Yeah, it was kind of long. She's great in it. She's but, amazing. But like, she shouldn't have won for this. Mm. Like this, she's won for Blue Jasmine and like other great roles. And yes. I think personally, like she's second only to Meryl Streep in terms. Let me say that again because that probably popped the mic. She's second to only Meryl Streep in terms of uh, ability as an actress and so you know good that she won but like she it should have been they could have given it to someone else tonight yeah she it wasn't like yes tar is the performance of the year what movie is like that british actress that she was nominated there too i forgot her name um she was in one of them nominated i forgot she's pretty big for her name she was married to like a guy Wow, that's these clues are really. Helping. I I I'm like I'm turning. British to actress mind. married to a guy. No, like I, she was like the only British actress that was nominated to with uh with her. Let me Google it. I forgot her name. She's really she was on uh, Paddington. No, was she in Paddington? I don't know. Was she in Paddington? Help me. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, Michelle Williams, Viola Davis, Margot Robbie. No, that's who was nominated in the category with. Uh... No. Okay. I think it's a different one. I don't know. It must have been something else. Anyways, point is, Kate Blanchett deserves the win. She's always deserves it, but like shouldn't have gotten it. 
I think Ana de Armas deserved it. She 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 needs to. Oh yeah, speaking of wins. Because like Ben Affleck broke up with her to go back with J Lo. She's a beautiful actress. She's talented, so she deserves like a little like Golden Glove re revenge moment. Yeah, no surprise that Brendan Fraser didn't win for the Whale, which everyone has been getting so much buzz because I never watched the movie. Do, we, do you watch by yourself? Or? No, I haven't we seen it yet. We should watch it together. Yeah, we'll watch it. Uh, you know he has spoken poorly of the Golden Globes and said that he wouldn't attend. So the Golden Globes seems to be very, uh, it's a very sensitive award show. Very yes. easily influenced in a lot of ways. Yeah. You were just telling me before we got on here about Harvey Weinstein's book uh, about Miramax. You know, oh written, my God. You, you read it before all the other bad stuff I came did. out. I did. I read when it was still like, he was still politically correct. And he kept a spreadsheet of like who and how much he paid for, for Golden War. Globe Awards. So, and then he, if people would say like they try to like f him up or talk garbage about him or do anything against him, he would send a copy of how much their awards cost them over the years. Right. So, like Brendan Fraser was not getting that award tonight. I don't even remember them mentioning him. They were just like, and Brendan Fraser of the well. And the other nominees are moving forward. Moving on. Okay. Um, Keep the pace, Golden Globe. This was just one thing. I, no, we have acceptance speeches actually at the end of our show <laughs> that we're giving. So the Spanish, they did international film. This is just a thought I had. You know, the Hollywood Foreign Press, they're supposed to be so like progressive now. And, and cool, international, worldly, okay. worldly. Yeah. So a movie called Argentina 1985 wins. Never watch it, but good for Argentina. And like one guy gives a speech and then the other guy gets up to, to like comes up forward to just say like a couple words. He says, I'm going to say two words in Spanish. Immediately, the loudest playoff music of the night comes in. No, it's like a horn, like, and they start playing him off right when he says, I'm going to say two words in Spanish. And it's like, you know, just to fuck with them. I hope that like whatever Spanish activism oh lobbying group that's out there just goes after them and says the Golden Globes haven't learned their lesson. He only wanted to say two words in Spanish and you cut them off right then with some loud mariachi music. It was so rude. And right after was Sean Penn with teary eyes talking yeah. about how oh, how God. how uh, this industry is, is evolved and is accepting of international movies. that are allowed to be here receiving those awards. I'm like, I was like, what are you talking about? Did you just see what just happened? It was so hypocritical. So first of all, I don't know. Sean Penn for me, like, let me just say my opinion real quick. Real quick, my tea is that he doesn't he doesn't come across as honest like he comes across as like forceful uh i don't know like a uh, force virtue like how, how you would yeah. how would you say that no, he's performative he's performing he's like he wants this you to award know is, they, we just doing. cut off the argentina movie but this award we are amazing and here's the president of ukraine yeah so first of all we're, we're sitting there sean penn comes out and he has to give some speech oh. about the international. And we're all sitting there like, dude, just bring Zelensky out. OK, we know why you're here. We know you're here to introduce Zelensky, your new BFF. Just bring him out. And did you notice this? Not a lot of people, not enough people are talking about this. I would be pissed if I was a family member of someone who died this year. They cut the in memoriam and probably because they said, well, fuck, we got we can't cut Zelensky. We got to keep Zelensky in the show. So there was no in memoriam section. As far as we know, no one died this year. But meanwhile, Zelensky gets to play his thing. And I, I like I'm not against I'm I'm against I'm not on Russia's side. 
Okay. I'm negative. I'm not pro Putin. I'm negative Putin. But like, but how about the Christmas card just, Putin just, sent you this not, Christmas? <laughs> and the large donation to my charity that he gave me? Uh, don't talk about it. Don't we're ask joking, about it. We're joking. No. Like, Zelensky doesn't need to be at the Golden Globe. If there's one awards show where everyone who's at there and watching is already like, yes, Zelensky, I hope you get a three-picture deal after this. You don't need him at the awards show. I would rather see who died this year. Oh, God. It's so negative. People that died no, no, in Zelensky. To, uh, oh, God. Can we have like a, a comedy moment instead? Like to a- honor them. We, I know, I know. We want to remember. Who died this year? Who died this year? I forgot. Give me I, the list. I wish I knew. I was waiting for the Golden Globes isn't to that, remind isn't that, isn't that on Oscars? I think it's an Oscars. Unless Zelensky wants to give no, a speech. No, 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 no. I think the memor- in memorial is an Oscars thing, not Golden Globes. Now, every award show, because here's the reason every- why. The Golden Globes, Golden Globes covers TV and movies. So we're going to see like, you know, if Jerry Orbach died again or something. So, you know, it was kind of fucked up that they skipped it. Like we already support Zelensky or we're at least anti-Russia if we're in the Golden Globes audience. He doesn't need to come here and be like, hello, everybody. Thank you for being here tonight. You know, and also if you're going to have Zelensky go all the way, have him present the best picture of the year. Like, do it when people are watching. Because I bet most people saw Zelensky come on the screen and they got up to go uh, refill their glass of lemon. Like you did. Yeah, exactly. Go, Sean Penn, I will say, he at least left an Oscar with Zelensky and not a Golden Globe. That was that was generous of him. You know, he could leave him a Golden Globe. Who cares? I have no words to say, talk about this. So let's move forward. Move forward. Next. Okay. Um, Thank Spielberg, you. Spielberg. Spielberg. You know, they were doing best screenplay. And uh, fuck, who did they give it to? I didn't make the note of who they gave it to, but you can look it up. And but Spielberg and Tony Kushner were nominated. They didn't give it to Tony Kushner and Spielberg. And I was sitting there thinking, man, I'm starting to feel bad for Spielberg because he doesn't win awards anymore. Like in the 20th century, he does not win awards. Some people win for performances like Daniel Day-Lewis or Mark, uh, what's his name, in Bridge of Spies. They win, but no one gives Spielberg awards. I was starting to think, fuck, Spielberg is turning into a late 20th century phenomenon. Nobody likes him anymore. And I felt then, bad for John Williams, though. He didn't win the first yeah, score. John Williams can't win he shit anymore. He looks sad. Like, he, he, I saw his little eyes like when the guy from La La Land won or whatever. Uh, with uh, Babylon. Babylon. I saw like they had a shot of uh, of, of uh, Williams, John Williams, and I, he looked like I look at his little eyes. He looks so sad. It was almost like how he feels like when you see someone that gives his all and knows he did a good score and he lost. It was just really sad. Um, yeah. So John Williams can't win anymore. Like no one cares. And then you know what happened? Spielberg won Best Director. Woo! Right next. Da, na, na. It was great. It was nice to see him back up on an award stage. It felt like some classic Hollywood stuff, but it also felt like kind of like a last gasp of old Hollywood because that was that type of shit ain't winning anymore. It's going to not happen. And as we said, you know, he probably called in a lot of favors, maybe, you know, greased the wheels a little bit. Not that the Fablemans was undeserving. It certainly was deserving, but it was like a deserving movie from a different time. Like 20 years ago, that would have been a surefire thing. But like you look at five years ago when The Post was nominated and like it didn't win shit. Or even Lincoln had 12 nominations. It only won for Daniel Day-Lewis. I don't think and Post deserved it, but Lincoln on. deserved it. Yeah, Lincoln but like deserved The Post, it. like Amy Pascal from Sony was like, I didn't know that when we started developing The Post, it was going to be an important movie, you know, because Trump had just gotten elected and everything was like, we have to make a statement and a stand. 
And so yeah. it didn't win. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to feel bad for Spielberg because it's been like 20 years since he's really won anything. Uh, so it was nice to see him get back. He's up our there. hero. Like I love, I love his movies. Yeah, it's his life his story. Um, He's one of the last best movie directors of all times. Him and Quentin Tarantino and Scorsese are one of the few last ones. So that's okay. so. Let's get to the highlight of the night, which is really probably like the only reason most of us even thought. And I didn't get to say what I. Which was Jennifer Coolidge's win for the White Lotus. <laughs> and you know, I'm going to tell you, when the White Lotus first premiered the second season, I was watching the first episode and I thought, oh, fuck, are they just going to crowbar and shoehorn Jennifer Coolidge into the show? Bring because... her back. She's a character. Actress. And by the way, spoiler, spoilers, spoiler alerts. If you haven't seen the White Lotus or anything, don't watch this part because we'll probably talk about spoilers. But. You know what? The world is going to spoil this. If you didn't watch, you, you're not connected to the world. It's your problem. She died. <laughs> okay. So I, but I just wanted to say, uh, when I first when I saw the first episode, I thought, oh, fuck. She's just repeating the same thing. Like, this is going to be lame. But it turned out to be the best part. This is the best part of the, the Golden Globe. This, I, so I told Dante, I was like, this is why we're watching this right now. Exactly. And I mentioned earlier, that there was another person who was very honest about the struggle of making it in Hollywood, and it was Jennifer Coolidge, and she was the most honest and knocked it out of the park with Wig and Grace Hawk. So let's watch her speech. Yes. This hook came out and took me off the stage at the Emmys, and I didn't get to say what I really wanted to say, which is, you know, I didn't get to say Mike White. I, um, I just, you know. Creator of White Lotus. Truly, I, you know, I just want you all to know that I had such big dreams and expectations as a younger person. But what happened was they, you know, they get sort of fizzled by life or whatever. And, and you know, I thought I was going to be queen of Monaco, even though someone else did it. But, I, you know, I had these giant ideas, you know, and then you get older and you're oh, just going to happen. Anymore. And I just want to say, um, Mike White, you have given me hope for... Because you've given me a new beginning. Even this is the end, because you did kill me off, but it doesn't matter, because even if this is the end, you sort of changed my life in a million different ways, and my neighbors are speaking to me, things like that. And, and you know what I mean? It, none of those people. I was never invited to one party on my hill, and now everyone's inviting me. And, um, and I just, you know, it's to you, Mike White, and I just want to say this is something all of you know, if you, if you don't know. I love that Michael White with white hair, and then his, this angle for him is the worst angle possible. He's not like Brad Pitt that has no like all good angles. They should get above the head. I'm pretty sure he's pissed about it, and it's hilarious that she said that she's getting invited to all the parties. No, but I wonder, like, is she getting free Postmates? Is she getting free Starbucks? Is she getting free manicure in Beverly Hills? I don't think so. She should I, I but like, give her free manicure? That's what I loved about it, though. It, that's like a real honest thing. My neighbors didn't invite me, and now they do. I believe that a hundred percent. In Hollywood, it's very like, oh, we don't want to be seen with Jennifer Coolidge, with the from American Pie, Stifler's mom, and now everyone's probably like, Jennifer, we're having a garden party, come over. So, I, so but she, the problem is like the cool thing is like she's aware that they hated her before and she's getting invited to this party. And I wonder what kind of energy she brings to the party. She's like, you know what? I know they're all fake, but I'm coming anyway. Yeah. And it's great to hear her. She continues on. But like she's talking keep about on going, keep on going, talking about surviving in this 
industry. No, Mike White, this is what you should know. It's like, he's worried about the world. He's worried about people. He's worried about friends of his that aren't doing well or if they're doing, he's always worried about people. You're worried about animals. All that. And I just, um, he really is one of the greatest people I've ever met. I mean, he gives me so much excitement to be, you, you, you make people want to live longer and I didn't. So anyway, I just want to say, Mike White. And there goes that bleeping again. Why is he crying about like it's wow. so silly? No, 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 no. No director cried. Nobody did, but he cried. Like it's just like he probably is like regretting. What do you think? Like, okay, let, let's let's do it. Let's do a game. What do you think is going on in his mind? No, 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 Mike White. I was thinking like what's going on in his mind is like I'm crying because I killed my star and my show, and I'll have to come up with a story to revive her. Maybe she just wake up in the middle of the ocean. Like, Oh, what happened? Wow. Mike White was like on Survivor, I think. I think he was like a skateboarder or something, if I have that correct. Um, he's not a super Hollywood guy. So I think he's legitimately crying because Jennifer Coolidge has been very honest about how a couple things saved her career. One of them was a Legally Blonde and then Ariana Grande putting her in a music video and now the white lotus kind of revitalized. But the thing is, like, why is he crying? Like, what do you think is going on in his mind? Because My question is, Jennifer, be cool. Jennifer Coolidge is sixty years old, and she's sitting there saying, "Holy shit! I thought I was out of Hollywood." Like, she's probably thinking, "Like, I'm about to be getting AARP stuff in the mail. Am I even going to be able to have a comfortable retirement?" And then this comes along, and makes her like a huge star, and everyone loves her again. And Mike White's sitting there; he seems like a nice, emotional honest guy he's sitting there like you know what this is so great i'm so glad that if anyone won i don't see that at all i i see him as someone that's like oh my god i killed the star so i can put like a younger cast i didn't know she's the star i completely regret and he probably think like i'm a such asshole i think that's what he's thinking i mean listen he probably is thinking like i wish there was someone we don't know his private conversation oh by the way i'm wearing a lotus for the white lotus no i'm not how much did they pay for that endorsement so <laughs> okay let's continue continue so anyways no it's just it's, it's cool to see and um obviously you know i read an interview with him where he said look we wanted to bring her back yeah as kind of like a safety net in the first season but we also figured out that the ending to the season would be like a nice way to tie up her character arc okay let's continue sorry no mike i love you to death dave Burnett, i love you i just want to say um this is a fun night thank you thank you See, that's my problem with the censors like she didn't say anything she said really and they're like some censor guy was like oh come on she might say a really fucking fun night so he hit the he hit the button uh that was one of two on like real bright moments in the show the other one is about to come and we're going to play it for you in a second but it was great to see Jennifer Coolidge win. She should be acknowledged. You know, she has a unique style that we love. Oh, thank you. I, I, I love that. And see, right there, her whole shtick works. Earlier on, when she was presenting the award, it should have been quick. We can't have two things in the night where we come out like this. That go on for five minutes. You know, she should have just Keep like, on going. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, you know, this was something I noticed. I've never seen an award show where so many people are not available 
to accept the award. Actually, you know what? Let me save that observation for later. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know, let's save that observation for later. Um, but it did make me think because of the time, because they went over like 20 minutes tonight. Because of the time, I was wondering, like, have they ever paid somebody off who's not getting a big award or even like like an actress and be like, listen, we'll give you like a million dollars in crypto if you don't give an acceptance speech and you allow us to say, Amanda Seyfried would have loved to be here tonight, but she's working on a new musical. (laughs) She's in the backstage. Because they're sitting there like, we need time. The 1130 news is going to start. We we need these five minutes. Can send she's probably crypto. eating like some Astro steakhouse in the back. Yeah. Send her some <laughs> Dogecoin. Take it to Mastro's. Give her a Mastro's card. Give her a black card. Whatever we got to do. Just tell her, please don't accept your award. We need to hurry this up because I've never seen so many celebrities just not in the audience and also not there to accept their awards. I think it's just it when did like uh, Chris. Uh, what is it? Uh, Will, Will Smith slap chris it was last year's oscars oscars i don't know, I think people are protesting people the are worried awards. About slapped i guess i think they just protest a lot of people are, like protesting the awards and a lot of people are stuck in Montecito in the rain well harry and megan are digging them out right now with their bare hands that's impossible Megan Michael, we should do a video about it because it's it's another thing it's Listen, on fire harry has killed 25 people and if he has to kill 25 more talibans to, to dig the celebrities out of montecito he killed talibans they were terrorists he'll do it it was it was necessary for for safety okay um let's see what else what else what is the uh, next topic? Lil- lily james should have won as pamela anderson for pam and tommy yeah i know she probably had like a bias of like oh pamela anderson it's trashy whatever it's a hard role to pull off and it she is. pulled it off especially because she looks nothing like her and she was walking around in fake prosthetic tits and fake like, face everything was fake and it was great she did a great job and she did a great job as pamela she anderson. looked just like her she should have won she should have won uh, sebastian stan should have won too i think he won too i think he did a great job i think it just came out too early in the year people forgot about it yeah they should have done like a little later in the year um okay so great this show is, great show this Pam is uh, and, and, and Pam and tommy Pam and tommy my next note was yeah it was about evan peters didn't hug ryan murphy if you missed us talking about that earlier we noticed that ryan murphy thanked evan peters like in towards the end. the end of his speech barely and, remembering and barely. him and then when evan peters won for Dahmer, he didn't according to you he didn't he passed did not, he didn't give him a hug did not hug ryan murphy but he got up and said, oh, thank you, Ryan Murphy, for doing You have to. Him. He's giving him the job. Yeah, thank you, boss. Okay, so check this out. We're I had checking. two observations about Dahmer at the Golden Globes. One. We couldn't watch the show, right? Because we grossed out, first oh, we, of all. We turned it off after 20 minutes. Okay. Because it was too real and, like, very uncomfortable. And I didn't want to see somebody getting their head drilled into. So. I, it was actually when he was putting together the acid yeah. and getting the stuff together. I looked at Dante, Dante looked at me and we both agree. Like we never agree about much stuff. I mean, we do agree about a lot of stuff, but like we look at each other and I was just like, I don't think I'm, I want to see this. And he's like, no, cause he looked too real. Like, it was like too realistic. And when he tanked people, he's like, I know this was not easy to play. It was not easy to put pull together. And this was not easy to watch. Yeah. He was aware that people was having difficulties watching that. How how weird is that? Yeah. So this is my horrible conspiracy theory, but like I know that Hollywood is full of horrible people. So this isn't me. This is what I think the Hollywood Foreign Press did. Hey, there were two Dahmer references that I was like kind of uncomfortable with. The first one was 
Anna Gasteyer and Nicole Byer come out. Who are those people? Anna Gasteyer, show people? people Anna Gasteyer was on SNL, and I forget what Nicole Byer's on, but <laughs> Nicole Byer's black, Anna Gasteyer's white. She makes a joke about, you know, oh, those Dahmer glasses were so ahead of their time. She puts them on, and so then I'm thinking, like, I remember there was a whole uproar where, like, Lil Boosie and a lot of people were saying, hey, don't watch Dahmer because Dahmer killed almost exclusively black men black gay men but just black men and so i was like that's kind of weird that like anna gasteyer the white woman is just like making a kind of a joke about it and then the second thing was is it a conspiracy theory to think that the hollywood foreign press is nefarious enough to give evan peters the award for dahmer as their kind of way to get back at people of color for putting them through hell for the last two years I'm going to go to the bathroom. Is that crazy? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm sitting here th like, this is how I think. I think like, wow, Hollywood is a fucking evil place. Like they are actually doing this because like Dahmer didn't win anything else. But they award the guy who played him. But no, no they, the director, the guy was, uh, was, was uh, the director was. Uh, well, Ryan Murphy, but he won for his career. No, but this is part of his career. We're both saying, look. People love serial killer stuff. People love serial killer shows. That one was yeah. pretty graphic and horrible. We couldn't watch. A lot of people didn't have stomach. To Most people actually couldn't finish the show. Most yeah. people couldn't couldn't watch it. But uh, um, that's why I'm thinking like <sighs> people didn't watch it. They just voted for uh, Evan Peters. Must be great. They saw like yeah, yeah Evan Peters, Dahmer, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but I love when he play like his first role in American Horror Story. He plays like a ghost of the shooter, school shooter. Yes. And it was he, he's like kind of like he's in love with this girl named Violet uh, from the story. Interesting, interesting connection. Let's move on okay. to Eddie Murphy and his Cecil B. DeMille Award. Oh, my God. I love Eddie Murphy, which was great. I like that Tracy Morgan made a joke about Walmart. Um, what did he say about Walmart? Because I forget uh, you probably forget that he got hit by a Walmart truck and got a 90 million dollar settlement. I didn't even know that. I forget the, the exact. Public. I didn't get. I didn't catch the exact wording in the joke, but that was nice. Um, honestly, this show was so over time. I thought they were going to hit us with an Eddie Murphy couldn't be here to accept his Cecil B. DeMille Award tonight. He's working on a new musical, but he would love to have been here. And you know he has ten kids. It was oh, so got, weird. He's got ten kids, you know. And people said uh, Tracy said that he does. He's not good at pull out game. You know Eddie Murphy. I think he <laughs> spread it out better over time, as opposed to Nick. Children. Cannon. I feel bad for Nick Cannon because he's loading them all in all at once. How and many like, kids he has? Nick Cannon, I think he's up to twelve. Oh wow! And so, like you know, you need to spread them out so that you have to give them different types of attention. If you got 11, 12 kids that are all toddlers and kids, like that is draining. You open up uh, a daycare. Open a daycare in your backyard. I guess. I don't know. So it was good to see Eddie get that. Uh, Ed, there was a long introduction. And then Jamie Lee Curtis comes out. And Jamie Lee Curtis clearly had had a few by that point in the evening. It was so awkward. What the fuck she was doing on the stage? <laughs> I, I feel like she, she just, just walked, walked there. And then it was so weird. Like he gave her like the most like get the fuck out of the stage kiss. Nope. And, yes. and, and 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 but she doesn't shut up. And then he gives a hug on Tracy. And it was just it was awkward. No, because like they had a weird cut. Like they came back. I worked with it, you in 1984. Yeah, and I, I was just was, like, I think she's, she's in one movie with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> in 1984. <laughs> that they showed in the in the montage, and then like 
They come back from the montage <laughs> and they have a picture of Eddie Murphy and you're expecting Tracy Morgan to be like, ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Murphy. And then it's like cut <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis is there. Like you said, she may have just wandered on stage. And then she's she like, knows. Eddie, I remember, you know, the first time that I saw you. Do you remember you what you no, 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 no. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember what, what you told me in the car yeah. in 1984? <laughs> uh, and then he was just like. And he's sitting there like, bitch, shut up. What are you talking about? And then, <laughs> so. What did he say? Do you remember what she said? He was just like, I don't know. Oh, what did she say? Yeah. It was like, Eddie, I knew you were hilarious from the first moment that you <laughs> came on to Saturday Night Live. You know, and not, you know, as I said at the what beginning of this had? show. You think she had coke? We have had a few. Oh, my God. Just like Eddie uh, or Jamie Lee Curtis. What do you think she had? Oh, she was just drinking champagne. But what do you think she had? In, like, oh, for, No, no, no. She's too old to do coke. Just okay. doing champagne. She was snorting champagne. I'm drinking champagne. That doesn't do that to me. Yeah. Well, listen, she's there. It's, it's, it's like high quality champagne. This is from Whole Foods. <gasps> well, this all click called Whole Foods. This is good. No, they do. They do. Uh, but we save that for the Oscars. This is, Don't just, this is just the Golden Globes. Okay. Um, so anyway, Eddie, Eddie was good. Yeah. Eddie comes up. He gives a speech. It's all serious, as Eddie does His now. His skin looks great. Listen, Eddie, very funny guy, but like he always comes up and gives a very serious speech. And you're he like, needs a teeth whitening machine. Yeah, I don't know, but... It's like, okay. He's married to Melania Trump now. Right. No, she didn't really look <laughs> She that. looks like Melania Trump. Yeah, she, she didn't does. squint She enough. does. If you put like a, a, a Google, like uh, his wife and Melania Trump, I'm pretty sure there's comparisons. She looks just like Melania Trump. It's like she, it looks like Melania Trump so much. Yeah. Well, 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 the jury is out on that. But I like that he ended it with a few jokes. He had his yeah. three keys for life, which were uh, pay your taxes. Mind your business and keep Will Smith's wife name out, out of your fucking mouth, mouth. <laughs> which was good. I like everybody, that. I was just like, everybody was so shocked. Like, it's like people like, ooh. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's the first big award show after since the Oscars. Like someone needed to acknowledge it. I'm surprised Gerard Carmichael didn't acknowledge it unless Eddie told him, hey. Cool it it was that. so good, everybody. And I was asking Dante, do you know if they're friends? You know if Eddie Murphy's friends with uh, with uh, Will Smith? I mean, I'm sure they've met, but probably hung out. Do you think it's, this is like I'm friends with Will and I want to bring his name, or this is more like I just want to be funny? I'm a stand up comedy guy. I'm sure Jada was staring at Will when that happened, and I was like, "Are you gonna get up and hit the TV?" <laughs> um. All right, so getting back to I've never seen so many people who couldn't be here. So the other great moment of the night Dante was... and I could not be there. We couldn't be there. We had to be here in L.A. Uh, the other great moment of the this night... not in L.A. No, this was in L.A. This is Beverly Hills. Was uh, Regina Hall gets up there. And like like Jamie Lee Curtis, she clearly had a few. But that's great. You want You don't want people to be stiff at the Golden Globes, you know? I wish Zelensky had had a few before his speech. You want people to be like having fun, you know, put on a tux, by the way. It's enough with the the the, the Kanye the West fashion sweater. No, he's like wearing his uh, 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 what is the name again? His brand. Zelensky. Yeah, no, the Kanye West brand. Yeezys. Yeah, it looks like he's wearing Yeezys clothes. Yeah. So um, Zelensky is wearing Yeezys clothes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Regina Hall was great because she called out kind of this ridiculousness of, oh, they wanted to be here tonight 
but they couldn't. And uh, some other funny stuff. Let's see. I, I hope it's in this clip. This is from Twitter. Kevin Costner, he's so much one of... <laughs> I always like how they write this. It's like, he's so much one of... No, I'm sure he did. He's so much... <laughs> I mean, if he won, I know he would have really won. But you won. So he so much wanted to be here, but because of the un it was been raining, the unprecedented weather and flooding, he has to shelter in place in Santa Barbara. Jesus. This is, this is, this is a sad story right now. This is so he's, he's stuck in Santa Barbara. Let's pray, everyone. Let, let, no, 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 let, let's just. No, that's awful. No, no, no. This is true. This is true. Everyone we do, we pray, and we hope that everyone affected by these storms remains safe. And I'm going to accept that award right there on your behalf, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Costner, he's yeah, so, so much see, That was funny because, like, yeah. It, he the, really the want to be there. Kevin Costner, he, he, he really want to be there. The way <laughs> they write, oh, he so much wanted to be at the Golden Globes. He's dying to be here. Yeah, most people couldn't figure out to give a fuck about getting to the Golden Globes tonight. <laughs> they needed probably more seat fillers than but ever. But there is like a crazy rain going on. In, in oh, there is a crazy rain going on. Take a helicopter. The rain subsided by noon. It is just funny that he's like, he's sheltering in place in Santa Barbara. Poor guy. Like I said, Prince Harry right now is Oprah, Ellen. Oh my God, you see the Ellen DeGeneres video of her like with the mud behind her? It looks like the 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 chocolate factory, you know, like a, the chocolate yeah. going down. The well, first thing. of all, she's in there looking like Mother Teresa. Like she's got like a, a swaha on her head. <laughs> she's like trying to win the people back. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, the is next, she, no. Is she popular? Mm, who? Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres? No, a lot of people hate her. I think that's weird. It's bizarre. A lot what of people that? think that she is. What is that? Oh, this is some girl laughing at the Golden Globes, but it's not important enough because she wasn't. Pagliato. Negroni Pagliato. Game of Thrones. I want to talk about this girl, um, Natasha Leone. Oh, yeah. Leone. She comes out and. Like, I know she's quirky, but like, what decade is she from? She she's, sounds like she's from the she's 80s. Like Judy Garland Minnelli. Like, every older woman in Beverly Hills has this accent. Let's see actually what she sounded like oh, on the red carpet. I love her plastic carpet. surgery. She looks good. I want to see if she was in she character all How old is she now? night long. How old do you think she is? Oh, she's probably our age, 25. I actually have a lot of stage fright. I don't think people realize this because. You know, I usually have big hair or something, but I'm terrified. I don't like that kind of a thing. I actually have a lot of stage fright. I don't. Okay, so she's got like this, like, hi, how you doing there? Like I'm old Hollywood. I don't like the hair with the weird. Yeah, see? And the winner is, see? So she comes out. I'm, I can't, I couldn't find video of this before we went to press, but she has a Judy Garland thing going on. And it's like, all right, I guess it's kind of interesting, but. Whatever, Natasha Leone, interesting presentation. Um, my la one of my last notes. We're almost done here. I see people dropping off. You know, if you're still here, thank you. Um, it's been an hour and 40, 14 minutes. We're trying to beat the runtime of the actual awards. We want to be the ones talking for a very long time. Okay, House of the Dragon won. How did that happen? And, and well, that sucks. Yeah, it felt like nobody even remembered that it had aired. Like 
house they're like house of the dragon and everyone's like what is that is that is it Netflix? I think HBO's pay pay a lot of money for that one, like Weinstein would say. That's what I'm thinking. I'm sure HBO has committed a ton of money to for several years to not only House of the Dragon, but to this whole like Game of Thrones extended universe that they've got coming. Yeah. And nobody really cared. Like this thing has the cultural This cast is so bad though. And the story is weird. The characters are weird. It's weak. It's not the same as the first Game of Thrones. Again, first game of, of Game of Thrones was impactful. The cast was beautiful. The the actors were top notch. And this new cast, I don't like it, but I like the personality of the girl that talks she likes Negroni Pagliacci. Right. She has a great personality. I don't know about her acting. But I don't know. Like it felt like they bought that that war yeah. there for HBO, the Game of Thrones thing. H- HBO Max, or is this going to be known soon? Max needed this H- win. What is going to be known? It's like HBO the dumbest, the dumbest renaming since Quibi. It's it like HBO, HBO Max is merging with Discovery Warner or whatever, and they're going to drop the HBO from the name of their streaming service. Just call it Max. Like Max no. is a, that's like a kid that lives in the neighborhood. Max, what the fuck are you talking about? From the two thousands. Yeah, <laughs> not now. I don't think I see any Maxes now. So, yeah, Max was like a cool name in nineteen ninety nine. HBO. I'm sure paid for this award for House of the Dragon because this thing has the cultural imprint of Avatar one. Nobody remembers that it even happened. No. It's like one of the it's the Mandela effect. You're like, was there a show called House of the Dragon, or did we imagine that? It's like the Berenstein. Bear. Nobody knows that House of the Dragon happened. They went there, and no better people didn't really clap. People kind of look confused. Yeah. Like the what? actors were like looking confused. I was confused. I was in my phone. I was just like, you know, this is not happening. Yeah, it was. It was like a glitch. Okay, enough, enough. And let's okay. go to the next point, so people can go to sleep. Uh, my next note was, yeah, they cut. I, I realized they had like five minutes left. The woman from the Golden Globes comes out and is like, hello, everybody. I still, you know, even though we were short for time, I need to talk. And that's when I realized she's like, Heil Hitler. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> that's when I realized, oh, fuck, they cut the immemorium. How do you know they cut immemorium? And get this. They're selling the immemorium as an NFT. No way. No, yeah, that's a joke. But you can get it from Donald Trump 24.com. All right. Uh, if you're looking for a time cut, cut that Salma Hayek bit with Whitney Cummings, ex podcast host and assistant. That was terrible. It was like forced. They should have just been like, you know what, Salma, we're cutting this shit. We know that your husband owns every major fashion brand and he probably gave us all bags, but like, we're cutting this. It's not funny and we need the time. No, and it fell flat. She looked pretty. Her dress looks great. Her uh, golden gloves were shiny. I'm not saying cut Salma Hayek. I'm saying cut the bit. The bit where like the guy's like, and you call me a bitch, huh? Para means Oh yeah, dog. the guy trying to play like the BFF. Yeah. So we're getting to the final big award, which was Best Picture Drama, and uh, I was surprised a little bit, but not too much that Top Gun didn't win, only because. Top Gun made so much money at the box office, which Hollywood Hollywood needs that sweet (laughs) box office gross to survive. We need Tom Cruise. And it made a lot of money other than Avatar. Maybe Tom Cruise did them wrong. Well, yeah. Getting back to it. rejecting the Golden Globes. He sent them back. So they probably said, fuck Tom Cruise. Uh, the Fablemans won. Spielberg won again, which uh, was nice to see. see This might be his last time. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, he's 74. Does he deserve it? I don't know. Did it, he deserve it? It I was don't know. it was good. It wasn't undeserved. I, was, I don't know if it was 
undeserving. No, it wasn't. I, undeserving. I, I love Spielberg, but I don't know if that was his best movie. He it, it was good. He for has him. so many great movies. I don't know if he's ever going to win, um, again. But you know, I'm glad that he won this time. I hope he wins the Oscars. Give an old man, give an old man a break. Let's see this nice quote from. Richard Barajas, Dante Greco needs to host the Golden Globes next year. No doubt the rating would double. Perfect after party. That is the goddamn truth. And this is from Ricardo Guerrero. Ricardo, hola. We are here in Los Angeles. I saw earlier you are in Mexico. Thank you for watching. Hola. What did you think about the Golden Globes? <laughs> this guy, Richard Barajas, is saying Fablemans. Did you kill Christ? Say it. Say you killed Christ. That's all I remember from that movie. Anyways, I'm glad Spielberg won. He deserved it. You know, reasonably. It, it wasn't undeserving. Do you know this guy? Yeah, I do. Richard? Richard, yeah. Yeah, he's in the other room. Um, <laughs> anyways, that was the Golden Globes. As we said before, a lot of it, they needed a writer. Whatever you do next year, okay, listen, you've taken your Hire punishment. Some writers. You have self-flagellated. You don't have to come out with like a boring monologue about how horrible the Golden Globes and the whole Hollywood Foreign Press is next year. Let's move on. Hire a writer. Bring back Bruce Valance. Bring back like some funny people. Get some new talent in there. And let's make it an entertaining show. How about show. Tim Dillon host next? Tim Go Dillon. Ahead. Let's get Tim Dillon Let's in there. Let's get Tim Dillon. I, I wanted Tim Dillon to host the awards because yeah. he doesn't give a damn about anything. Let's just like make it fun and cut down next year. Cut the bad bit. Here's my here's my rule. If you're not important, if you're not nominated, you should not be talking. No, no, no. If you don't actually have a funny bit for the awards, just have people come out and say, hello. I'm so-and-so. The next award is best score. And just like, forget the bits. Forget about the, the bits. The bits are falling flat. You're too scared to do bits. Cut the bits. Let them just announce the awards. And then you'll have time for people to, to do their acceptance. I speech. have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea for the Golden Globes to be faster. How about see all the women in the front part so then they don't have to take forever to walk in their high heels. Right. Okay. Because, like, I think that must be so painful. Or they can wear, like, longer dresses with, like, flat shoes or something. Because I know this is a struggle for women to move. Yeah. Like, it's just so hard to watch them walking around. And I know the pain. They probably been wearing those heels for forever. And they're, like, walking. They're, like, oh. It's, like, it's, it's so, it's, like, painful. It's, like, uh, you know? Yeah. Well, listen, this has been the Dante Greco Show post Golden Globes telecast on YouTube. Uh, we will be back for the Oscars, of course. Thank you for watching. Thank you. And I just want to say. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you Thanks, try. everybody. No hell. <laughs> no uh, religion. We're not going to do that. But that's what the, the Golden Globes wants to do. Imagine all the people. They were the, okay. We got one more comment from Ricardo. Spielberg always wins. Don't invite him anymore. Listen, that used to be true, but that was like 25 years ago. He used to always. I win. love Spielberg. That's why I started to feel bad for him because he always got nominated and he was just always uh, left home. You know, no one ever picked him. So it was nice to give the guy one more win. It's the movie of his life. It's important to him. <laughs> and um, 
you know, it's good. But yeah, he won't be back. That's oh, it for Spielberg. Oh, no, Milo's Spielberg, so cute. Yeah, yeah, he'll good for him. All right, thank you for watching. I'm Dante Greco. Please like and subscribe to my channel. This is Evie Matavelli at Evie Matavelli. It's in the description of this video. Like and subscribe to her channel. And we will see you on the next show. Thank you so much, guys. It was such a pleasure to be here. And uh, let us know in the comments below what are the more, cring more cringing moments of the Golden Globes, in your opinion. What's your favorite moment? And who's your favorite actor and actress that won? Let me know. Have a good life. We will see you soon. Much love. Thank you. Love. <laughs> All right, Tanya. So once again, thank you to my brother. Tell me your name again. Dante Greco. Two words. Made in America. <laughs> Dante, you're doing great. That's good. Why the f done it while you don't think I love it? It's from. Listen, I want you to leave my good friend Ringo alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pal, pal. Pretend you're a horse in a parade. Have a good day. <laughs>